Hi, hello, it's Uppy Chatterjee. You're on Two Truths and a Lie on the Handshake Media Network. And today I've got a very magical guest. It's George Maple. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Getting there. That's good. Um, so you just dropped your new single. I did, yes. It's called Magic Woman. One more time, sorry. I feel like that's going to happen a lot. That'll be the last one, I promise. That's very appropriate. Oh, I really like it. Um, yeah, so that came out last week, mm. I think. And yeah, we're just getting back into the flow of things. Yeah. How's it feel having it out in the world? Like, sounds really personal. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it feels really nice. I think that um, I like the idea that my experiences come from a certain place and mm. then I can put it out into the universe and it becomes a new experience for other people. Yeah. So it's been nice to see those reactions from from various, you know, fans and media and bits mm. and pieces. So it's, it's nice to be back. I read your um, big manifesto as well this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, no, it's like very relatable. Like oh, having, nice. you know, having a partner tell you that you've changed. Like, yeah, you're not who you thought you were. And yeah, I think we create versions of people mm. that are based on, usually based on our own insecurities. And so it's sort of breaking the, breaking the barriers and the paradigms that confine us um, into these boxes that we're not necessarily so they don't resonate with our soul I guess yeah or like you don't have to be that person 24 no, 7 and or 100 yeah. yeah particularly with women I think that mm. you know we're, we're taught to be one particular version yeah and and there's various there's various layers of perfectionism I think built mm. into the paradigm of being a woman in the 21st century yeah. and often <laughs> they're very disguised they're not necessarily just oh you must be perfect hair and perfect mm. eyelashes all the time yeah it's, it's, it's not simple anymore yeah and so I think the the general premise is just breaking down as many barriers as we can to just have a little bit more freedom and compassion and empathy mm. amidst um, the general ethos of being a human. Damn, it's hard to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I think being human generally is yeah, pretty yeah. challenging. Pretty bloody hard sometimes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're here to have you on Two Truths and a Lie, obviously. So um, I'm hoping you have some stories up your sleeve. I guess. I yeah. don't know how good I am at these, but I'll try. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Any story is a good story. Um yeah. But yeah, what is your first truth? So I had to think about this last night, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, my immediate reaction was like, oh, no, I don't really have – because so much of my my world is in my work and in my Mm. imagination. So I thought, oh, I don't really have any crazy stories. But then I realised I probably do. But Mm. it's just I don't feel like they're crazy at the time. Yeah. Because I just have to get through them. (laughs) But I think whenever I film a music video, I tend to um, go through a very sort of uh, a new experience that I never – in my life thought that I would have to do. Mm-hmm. And so I have, I have various stories from different videos. Okay, um, The first one that was really funny and it's still on video somewhere. I need to find the footage. But I was driving this uh, sort of 80s, I think it was a Corvette. It was for the yeah. Sticks and Horses video. And I had to do this take where I drove the Corvette. I had to jump out of the Corvette Oof. and, um, you know, look all sexy and sassy walking towards the camera. <laughs> and I did, I'd done three or four takes and I thought I got the hang of it. And I got out of the car and I looked at the camera crew that were across the way from me and mm. everyone's just yelling and putting their hands up in the air. I thought, what's going on? Uh-oh. Like, I'm, I'm doing well. What are you talking about? <laughs> I and looked it, sexy then. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to get out of a car in a sexy manner. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and um, then I looked to my right and I realised the car is still moving. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'd forgotten to put the handbrake on and I don't know how strong the insurances were on the car either and it was heading towards this kind of boulder in the middle of Joshua Tree in, in Palm Springs. Oh, God. And, um, sorry, <laughs> in Joshua Tree and so I had to 
I had to sort of turn around in stilettos, jump. I remember it so clearly. I jumped. I like leapt back into the car, put my foot on the brake, pulled the handbrake up and like it's all on camera. (laughs) But I pulled it off and it was fine and we didn't ruin the car. But I think that that kind of thing, that was the first of many of those sort of experiences. Yeah. It started there. And then the next, I think the next video that we did, oh, that's right. I was chained to my co-star underwater in, um, <laughs> in a, it was in like a children's pool, but it doesn't look like that in the video. Yeah. It was for that video buried that we did. Yep. And um, I think it was, it, because it was shot in such a long frame per second it doesn't it seems like it's quite a long time but it was only like 20 seconds or so yeah just the idea of jumping like figuring out how to jump in a pool whilst you're chained to someone else also trying to look elegant and beautiful underwater. yeah because you know in slow-mo you have to have like smooth that's it yeah yeah it's it's really like beyonce and lemonade <laughs> i feel like yeah i just i just got away with it but i feel like i'm constantly thrown into these situations that i have absolutely no experience in doing yeah but um yeah, that's two. There's more, but I think that's amazing. That's well, that car one sounds like it looks. I mean, I in my head, that's that looks way more badass than you're making it sound. Like <laughs> that's even cooler that you're walking away and the car's still like driving along. Yeah, I guess if 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 they hadn't hired the car for, I think it was like a mate. A mate had given them the yeah. car or something like that, and they go, "Oh my god, it's going to be total. It's going to the boulder!" <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Would you? I mean, so do you gravitate towards? crazier videos like that I guess well I think that I always have my imagination is like a minefield of just things going on like if someone put a USB into my brain it would just be a a very um cinematic place yeah it would just basically or or people be like this person's on drugs all the time (laughs) (laughs) um but I think I generally am quite ambitious with the things that I Mm. want to do in my videos without really thinking through what that actually means logistics no exactly it. like I was I was on this we were in Kiev in the Ukraine filming mm-hmm. the kryptonite video and I'd I'd been reading the treatment that had been sort of extrapolated upon by this co-director um in, out of France mm-hmm. and I talked about this swing and I thought yeah cool I can do a swing that sounds really fun yeah. and then I arrived and it's like minus five degrees in, mm. in the Ukraine and I'm in this, this huge warehouse and I look up and the swing's actually 10 meters in the air oh god like pink acrobatics yeah 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 and I thought I haven't trained for any of this like look I do a bit of Pilates but it's like I haven't got the skills to be able to pull this very different story also very terrified of heights so I remember just going okay cool and you know there's so much there's money on the line and there's there's labels and there's things and and I I just sort of like okay this is a challenge you have to accept it and you just have to kind of get through it and then the next thing I know is I've got a camera strapped to my body and I've lost circulation in my left leg (laughs) it's just the stories that yeah they they keep going now I'm just used to it I'm used to walking into those scenarios and expecting things to be really challenging but look you come out of out of the other side I'm still standing Yeah. yeah That's insane. Yeah. Well, um, next time we see a video from you that's like very low key on a bed, we'll be like, ah, ah. well, I'll be like, ah, I know where that's going. <laughs> she had Just enough. A break. She finally broke. It's <laughs> yeah. real. Amazing. Uh, well, what's your second truth? So I think, oh, I mean, I think generally just living in, I live in LA at the moment mm-hmm. and I've just found myself in some very random situations over the last two years, particularly when I used to sort of spend more time in the social side of yeah. of Los Angeles. Um, but I do remember this one party that I don't even know why I was there, but it was um, Ellen Von Unworth, who's a very famous photographer. Mm-hmm. And 
it was kind of hazy because, you know, they have the weed bar and then they have the... (laughs) Such a California thing, isn't it? (laughs) It's really California. Yeah. And um, I just remember being in this bathroom line and looking to my right and there's Miley Cyrus and then looking to my left and there's the winner of RuPaul's drag (laughs) show. And I kind of was like, where am I? I don't understand wow. why I'm here. And they were having a conversation and I think I tried to interject oh, and I wasn't doing too well at that stage. Yeah. Like I'd sort of, you know, when you've had that one, probably one too many, you need to have a water. Yeah. And I feel like I said, oh, you date an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember going, I, I was outside of my body looking at what was going on and going, you're, you're, like, re- oh, you're going no. to regret this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you date an Australian. I'm an Australian. Literally, it was, it was, that was the math that was going on in my head. I love it. So, um, yeah, thanks, Miley. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Miley. <laughs> That's so, well, what did she say? Did she say anything? I think she just looked at me really awkwardly because I don't think she was really drinking. And yeah. so, you know, when someone else is on a different um, playing field to mm. you, she was really kind though. She yeah. was really nice. She's like, yeah, I do. That's that's um, great. <laughs> a plus. The next thing would have been me. I make music too. I, yeah. di- I didn't do that, thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's the rest of the party like? Like, It was a wild. Yeah, huge it was, house. It was, yeah, a big house, a big Hollywood sort of mm. um you never quite know where they are because they take you via buses. Really? Yeah, so you go somewhere and then your ID checked and everything and then they take you on a bus to a private location that you can't really sort of clever remember, which is smart. That is, I mean, because imagine if like half the party has turned up like a week later, they're like, hey, I just came for brunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. And usually they're hired houses and so they're not actually the person who's having, yeah, right. having them uh, the the like party it's not there this house. is great insight I've always wondered like because yeah. I, I was wondering if I was invited to a big Hollywood party like I would just wander off and like just look for the closet like <laughs> that's what I would do well yeah people I guess people do go there's another there's another party that um there's a guy called Notch who has quite a lot of parties in LA he's mm-hmm. He was the, um, I think, the, the developer of Minecraft. Oh, whoa. Yeah, and he famously... He well, must this be is, rolling this is in the, it. Yeah, well, this is the, the, what do you call it, the mythology is that he, and I'm not sure if it's real or not, but he outbid Jay-Z and Beyonce on this big house. Whoa. And so he used to have these really wild parties and they were all, pay, you know, just everything was just flowing everywhere. Mm. And he'd have Halloween-themed parties. And again, I think LA is one of those places that it's so wonderful and so shiny. But mm-hmm. after 2 a.m., everything just gets really weird. Really? <laughs> you see all the cracks in the wall and you see it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You, you realise that things are very shiny. And not and as not they seem. not necessarily as they seem. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I've had a lot of those sort of nights over the years. It's amazing. Yeah. And you went to the Grammys this year too, huh? I did, Tell yeah. Tell me about that. It was it was really really amazing. I thought it was really well done this year as well. Yeah, because I thought that um, you know there's just such an emphasis on female empowerment, which I loved. Yeah, God, shed a few Long tears. Long needed. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know it's a war- an award ceremony. Yeah, and then there was the after sort of thing that was actually Fisher was one of the co-hosts. Yeah, right. Which was really fun. He and seems like such a loose guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, but it was really fun. It was yeah. Just, but what's funny is that you realize that so much of our Australian sort of industry is over there mm. and so there's just friends everywhere yep. it was really nice yeah yeah it was cool it's nice to be um invited as well so yeah what was um were you seated next to anyone interesting no in generally show? it's just media I mean I'm not <laughs> I'm not at the level to be right down the front front, front 10 rows <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a nominee but um it was a great experience to just be a part of the crowd yeah, yeah. such a big moment it was and I think it's something that I, as a kid my 12 year old uh, self was going whoa yeah, so cool. it's like the um, bucket list moment for it musicians. Was. It's it like really be was. at the Grammys, be at 
I mean, when you're an Aussie, it's like be at the Arias. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what the other thing was. I'd love to go to like Cannes. Cannes. Oh, yeah. Cannes Film Festivals would be another one. Incredible. On the list. Yeah. And then on fashion, there's like Paris Fashion Week, of Milan course. Fashion Week. Like there's yeah. just these little frontiers to reach. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, then when you reach them, you're like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Where's next? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's awesome. Um, okay. Well, we're time for your lie. Oh, God. I don't know if mine's that impressive. Um, That's okay. We like lies no matter what they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think when – so when I was like about 15, mm-hmm. I – or 15 or six, 16, I went on exchange to um, Paris mm-hmm. and I learned how to speak French because, you know, when you're really young and you can absorb those things. Yeah. I think my – Just being in the area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just – you pick up the language so much quicker. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I came back and I was in my final year of school and all my friends were turning 18 and – they all wanted to go out and I didn't have a fake idea or anything. So what we used to do is I used to turn up to the club and just start speaking French <laughs> and pretend that I was a I was a French exchange student. Yeah. And then that would escalate into me being so paranoid about being caught that I'd be in the club talking to people with in a French <laughs> accent. Not even just in French that I'd actually be an Australian with a French with a French sort of yeah. lilt because I was just hanging in the place for a, a, the night. You know? <laughs> so embarrassing and I was like 17 years old, so please don't judge me. <laughs> I love that. But Wait. yeah, it did escalate and it sort of became a character and you know maybe that's where George Maple was like born yeah <laughs> so wait you were 18 back then so you didn't have 17 have, so you had a fake idea as well no I didn't have anything I just used to ramble in French and my friends would go she's this French exchange student she doesn't have an ID she doesn't you know she's oh, not from okay. here and then eventually the bouncer would just let us in oh wow I know yeah see I hear so many of these sneak into club stories all they had one and um Tandy Phoenix also had one. Oh, really? Yeah, hers was actually really funny. Um, she had a she had someone else's fake ID who sort of looked like her, but not really. Yeah. And she said it used to work all the time, but mm-hmm. then this club that she actually went to, the bouncer was a guy that knew the fake ID. Oh, person. that can happen definitely. That's so funny. Like, what are the chances? But yeah. <clears throat> I was gonna say I never did this. Oh, really? I, you, were, you were really, you were really um, behaved. I guess, but also <laughs> I didn't know where to get a fake ID or anything. Like, I feel like there is a, a particular, were you young or were you the same age as everyone? Ooh, I'm a little bit younger than the rest of my grade. Okay. I was significant. I was like a year younger than everyone. Mm. So I had been hunting from the time I'd, I was like, everyone's going to turn 18. I'm going to be left out. Yeah. I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Need the know? game plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, well, that's good that you were behaved. Yeah, sure. Doesn't give me a good story like that though. <laughs> um, so do you still fr- speak French? I do. I mean, I would like to actually spend some more time and it's on my list for the next year mm-hmm. to spend a couple of months in Paris and just write and um, learn, kind of get it back because it comes mm-hmm. back um, in a f- certain form, but I'm certainly not as fluent as I was yeah. when I was 15 or six, 17. So how long did you stay there when you were? I was there for three months. Wow, and you and picked that's it up it fully. Took, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that I've always had a really good ear with the, like mm-hmm. language because mm. it's sort of similar to singing or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's just that your brain is so malleable at that age yeah. that it can pick those kind of things up. Plus when you're immersed in that world and everyone's mm-hmm. speaking French to you and there's French signs and French menus, and you're you like... Fall, yeah, you fall in love with a French boy. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I have to learn or I can't understand you. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that was a little bit of it as well. Ooh, you had a French boy. I did. And then I, I was really brutal actually when I came back to Australia. I just kind of freaked out and stopped talking to him. Like, oh. I ghosted. <laughs> 
as a, as a 16 year old. Oh, I, no. felt, I know I've always felt a little bit bad about that, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Sure. Yeah. Hopefully he's not listening. He's still in. wondering about you. Like, whatever happened to that lovely Australian girl? Australian, Australian. French girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cute. <laughs> um, amazing. Well, thank you so much, George Maple, for You're stopping welcome. by. These are some really lovely stories. Um, love that French one. Oh, but also you. love your LA stories. Those oh, are cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, good luck on everything coming up. Very thank keen very to much. see what else you have in this next chapter. I know you're like blossoming into a new oh, era yeah it's a bit so like that. very exciting lots of pretty lots of videos which will be nice lots of crazy, lots of crazy videos yeah. <laughs> all right thank you so much thank you so much bye, bye.